welcome back to the big program. Uh, so, Duke, I've got a request. Uh, I guess we only have two more opportunities to... Well, one more, because you're... Oh, you, uh, we, yeah. we don't want to well, we we, give the usual outro, or what? dusted it off last week, right? That was special circumstance, <laughs> the holidays. What about old anxiety? Old anxiety? Yeah, you know, that's the that's the New Year's Eve song that they play. Is it? Yes, you never Is that heard? what uh, they're singing in Times Square when they drop yes. the ball? yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't know that's what it was called. Uh, that, I've never been in, in Times Square for New Year's Eve, been there lots, many times, but... That would be a pretty cool spot. That's so many people. Oh, but it's, I, it's I was wild, I, man. I was on the Vegas Strip during New yeah. Year's Eve, uh, the only time I've been to Vegas, and that was it was too many. Or it was, was yeah, like you oh. can't, you literally cannot move because they closed the Strip, right? Mm-hmm. Like the road itself is just a sidewalk. It's basically just split in half for the two different directions of travel. Yeah, except nobody actually ob- obliges. Um, everybody's moving in both directions on both sides of the barrier. When you need to go to the bathroom and you cannot move in the middle of these throngs of people mm-hmm. on the Las Vegas Strip, and most of the places don't let you in unless you have a key card for that hotel at that time of the night um, into, like, the lobby area or whatever. Yeah, but you're in the pail. I had to go so bad, Kevin. And <laughs> we did not get somewhere that would let us in to use the bathroom. There's no porta potties on the road? That's what I said. I was yeah. like, how do they not, like, account for this? Hmm. It was crazy i thought i actually thought i was going to be sick like from the pressure of holding like i just had to take a a little year so what'd you do waited like i i did think i was gonna have to just like well we're gonna be basically back to our own hotel by the time we get there i'll just let her rip down my leg we'll go in quick shower oh come on duke it didn't come to that because of my mental fortitude oh gee i held it what are you you're like worse than seinfeld and george in that parkade Kevin, this was like, it took, how, how long does it normally take to walk from like New York, New York to Treasure Planet, Treasure Island? Know. Like 20 minutes maybe? Yeah, I don't it know. It took us probably an hour. No joke. <laughs> it, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. But so uh, the, rest of, you, the rest of the night was good. Okay, but you got to plan better. Like you got to, less, less beer, maybe a shot or two. When... When we're walking, because it's Vegas, you carry your beer up and down the strip. Yeah. Uh, we got our case of Bud Heavies, gassing them, watching the fireworks. Great time. What's a Bud I, Heavy? Like it's a bigger beer? A Budweiser. Oh. Because there's Bud Light. Oh, Bud Heavy. Jeez. Okay. Uh, but I, I did not account for there not being any bathrooms to mm-hmm. use. Like uh, you, when you're in a <laughs> major metropolis area in the hub of it That's, you would think wherever yeah. you need to use a bathroom oh there's probably a bathroom here 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 not the case not Te- to be had we got to get off this T- text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. uh motown says two for the money was a story of brandon lang not Stu finer which is correct i believe that's was that was his name in the movie brandon lang so Stu Finer, I believe a, it was based off Stu Finer. Based off Stu Finer, and Brandon Lang is, is the, the character. character. Okay, Happy New Year, uh, Eric says. Good morning, gents. As a guy who's worked in the bars for a long time, it's never fun after everyone's uh, too drunk and you're just way too sober. And that's kind of what we were talking. It's just yes, yes. Um, Gordon D, so different one than Gord Oil. Good morning, KK. To make your partner feel better, that's the Duke of Delburn. Uh, the Oilers will only beat the Ducks by a score of 6-2. to two. Thanks, Gordon. Very, very true. 
Uh, Maddie C has a question for you. Fort Sass boy myself, Duke, why'd you leave? What's that all about? This well, is not the king of Fort Nasty either. This I, is Maddie C. I'm not from Fort Saskatchewan. I'm from Delburn, yeah. uh, obviously. Uh, but I was living in Fort Saskatchewan with a, a friend of mine renting a room in his house while I was moved back to the capital mm-hmm. region to go to Nate. And then um, over the course of my practicum this past summer, um, and then obviously starting this job over here on the West End, being here at, uh, you know, on air You're for, on seven, the west side on now, air baby. for 7 o'clock, uh, yeah. that commute. Uh, no, thank you. I, I love living in Fort. Like, I have nothing bad to say about mm-hmm. that place. It was awesome. It has every amenity you could ask for. Still kind of a small town uh, feel to it. Lived right on the edge of the edge of the city, so in and out of town was quick. But, uh, yeah, no, just now my commute is at worst maybe going home during the holiday hours at 3, 3.30. It might take me 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. whereas uh, at best to Fort Saskatchewan, I was, you're talking 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, so. it was a long trek. From Adam Schefter, big hit for the Miami Dolphins. Ruled out wide receiver Jalen Waddell for Sunday's game at Baltimore. Mm. You know that Baltimore game on Monday, Monday night? That they just they they pushed him around. They I couldn't believe it. They just had their way with the Niners. That did not look like the same Niners no. team. Um and it, I mean who knows? Maybe it should it's just be a one off, eh? Should should, you would think. I think the Niners are, are probably the favorites, Super yeah. Bowl favorites. Uh, but that really cemented the Ravens for me as the, you know, the mm-hmm. cream of the crop in the AFC. So tomorrow, Duke, we've got Detroit at Dallas. Uh, the Lions 11-4, and four, Dallas 10-5. and five, But it's like Jekyll and Hyde night and day when they play at home as opposed to on the road. Fully expect Dallas to return to their... Well, and not only are they beating teams, they're they're punishing teams at home too. They're winning by, what, 15, 20 points. Yeah, yeah. I think I like the Cowboys in this one. Um, I haven't checked the lines on it yet, but uh, like Detroit, very good team. I mean, they're, they, they're in the playoffs. They've clinched it. They clinched the, clinched the division for technically the first time in the division's existence um, as the NFC North. So the Lions are a good team. Their defense is still very suspect, and I mm-hmm. think the Cowboys, with their uh, what we know about them playing at home down at uh, AT&T, AT&T State, yep. Stadium, Ford Field at AT&T mm-hmm. Stadium or something like that, um, th- they're almost unstoppable there. That against this Detroit defense, I would think will should have a um, high-scoring affair. I would think. You'd think. I would think. Um, which, I mean, hey, that can be very good for uh, those of us, like myself, who are in uh, the finals of our fantasy mm-hmm. leagues this weekend. Uh, uh, because of injuries, I'm going to be leaning on Brandon Cooks to hopefully mm-hmm. have. He's been down for a couple weeks, hopefully to return where he was uh, a few weeks ago, where he was, uh, you know, right on par with CeeDee Lamb in yeah. terms of uh, targets and output and stuff. So Had, had a touchdown last week, sixth yes. of the year. But Dallas has won 15 straight home games. They're the first team in NFL history with 30-plus points in their first seven home games of the season. So you you ask for a high-scoring game, you would imagine that they're going to put up a 30-burger on and this Dallas or this Detroit defense. The Detroit defense, and, and the, like, the Dallas defense is good, obviously. I mean, I think they... Their uh, their turnover numbers and obviously their scoring on defense with literally the mm-hmm. one player's amount of pick sixes, yeah. uh, a handful <laughs> on the season. I think that kind of inflates their defensive numbers a little bit in terms of their value. But the Detroit offense is very good. Do not be mistaken. So, um, you know, we've seen Jared Goff struggle with turnovers a little bit this season after he didn't throw an interception for mm-hmm. however many hundreds of pass attempts. 
Um, so that that could be a big risk. But all this to say, I do think it'll be a high-scoring one. I think Dallas takes the game. Uh, Detroit will rebound with a win in the final week of the season before heading into the playoffs. So it's our final for our fantasy football league as well. Gregor's in the final. Uh, the guy that he's playing against uh, made a trade for at quarterback and solidified a lot. But at, here's the other thing. At the start of the year, Dak Prescott wasn't... Wasn't this Dak wasn't Prescott. This, yeah. So he has Dak Prescott and he has Jalen Hurts. Mm. Well, are you going to just go with Hurts because of the tush-push thing or what? God, as a DeAndre Swift owner, that just drives me I know. nuts. It's so but, so frustrating. But you could, you like, Dak Prescott could put up 40-plus points tomorrow night. He could. I mean, the Eagles have a good matchup, too, going against the, the lowly Cardinals. I don't think you're going to make a bad choice. If it were me, I think I'd play Jalen Hurts just because yeah. of the rushing, the rushing yeah. factor. Yeah, and I mean he's still running the ball quite well on yeah. those oh, end yeah. rounds and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, but Gregor is—he's uh, never won the league. Neither is uh, Big Baldy Grant, the other guy. So between the two of them, someone will be winning our league first, for the first time. First time champ. Yeah. First time champ. I think that'll be the same in my. Dynasty League as well, myself and uh, Young Cherub, as we call him. There, I'll just give you a quick little rundown. So, yeah, but he's got like, Gregor, has, he got, uh, he's in trouble at quarterback. He has either Lawrence Stidham. <laughs> he Legend. might even, I bet he plays him. I wouldn't doubt Con- it. Yesterday when, or Minshew. When, when Gregor hopped on with, uh, yeah. with Connor, uh, Connor was trying to convince him to pick up Easton Stick. Oh, boy. <laughs> but he's, I mean, there's no... Gregor's not favored to win. So having said that, you still got to play the games and you never know. Any given Sunday, Kevin. I know. Well, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and the, yeah. 0 and 18. 0 and 18, dude. That's hard to do. That's impressive in its own right. It's embarrassing is what it is. When we come back, our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter, Eric Stevens from The Athletic. Uh, we'll check in with uh, Eric. Known him a long time. He covers well, everything in SoCal, basically. So the Kings and the Ducks, and those are the Oilers' next two opponents. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Text coming in, one 1440 uh, From St. Albert, Kevin, love of the show. Would you call up Olivier Rodrigue? Not right now. Let him play and play. He's taken over the net in Bakersfield. I, we talked about it yesterday. I think the Jack Campbell, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's not an experiment. It's not anything. Uh, whatever Jack Campbell is doing, has done, will do, it has to take a back seat for a while now until something happens where Olivier Rodrigue isn't playing like he is right now. And Campbell has an opportunity to get back in the cage. The Oilers farm team in Bakersfield is in action tonight against the San Jose Barracuda. Right now, there is no need for the Oilers to call up Olivier Rodrigue. Let's just see how things play out here. You know that Skinner will likely start tomorrow against the Kings on a back-to-back. Cal Pickard likely gets the call Sunday in Anaheim against the Ducks. And after that, you know... This is the second Oilers back to back. They've only had this is only their second one of the season. They don't have another back to back the whole entire month of January. So after the Sunday game, you got Monday off. That's New Year's Day. Philadelphia's here. Then three days off. You got Ottawa here on the Saturday night. 
two days off and go on the road, and it's a checkerboard kind of thing. Three games on the road, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Montreal. Then you come back home, you got the Leafs in Seattle at home. So right now you can let Olivia Rodrigue keep building his game in Bakersfield. That's my opinion. I think that might change if he continues to play the way he has. But give it a good month, I would think. Give it a good month. Uh, we've got other texts coming in, but let's get to our next guest and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are totally pumped that Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Eric Stevens from The Athletic. Uh, Eric, good morning. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks for coming on. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, all that stuff. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful uh, season. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, Kevin. You got all the bases covered there, didn't you? <laughs> as many as I could, as many as I could, Eric. Uh, we've yeah. talked uh, many times over the years uh, when you've been covering, uh, whether it be uh, the Ducks or the Kings or whatever, and uh, had good conversations uh, over the years, Eric. So in the sense of what you see going on right now with the LA Kings, just your thoughts on the game last night before we get to kind of previewing the Oilers and the Kings tomorrow. What did you see from the, the Kings and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights last night? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting that you brought brought that up. I was thinking of it, uh, you know, about it before coming on. You had both teams, you know, two teams that were really playing on a back to back. Um, so in a sense, that might not not have been the most ideal of scenarios when you've got two teams that are near or at the at the, at the top of the division. Uh, you know, playing each other and, and both traveling. Um, I actually thought that the game was much more meaningful for Vegas, given that they had lost uh, four, uh, I think four in a row mm-hmm. coming in. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, if, if there was, a, if, if you want to say there was a team that needed that game, I think it was the Golden Knights really that, that, that needed it. Uh, to me, the Kings are doing fine. Um, they obviously lost three to two last night. They scored late um, and, and had a chance to, to tie in the end but uh, you know this is a team that's um, that's uh, you know I wouldn't say it's firing on all cylinders but it's firing on most of them um, it's deep uh, it, it's had you know capable if not high quality goaltending you know especially from Cam, Cam Talbot in net uh, you know, again, they're deep up front. Uh, they, they got Vladislav Gavrikov back on the back end, so their 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 six on D is set. Um, and I can I see where you know mm-hmm. this club, uh, you know, can you know can make a charge in the second half. And Tom McLellan, you know, he, in fact, the other night uh, in their win against San Jose, uh, you know, he actually benched uh, Kevin Fiala uh, for he for a mistake uh, that he made in the first period. Um, got the response that he wanted from him uh, and also the team in overcoming a slow start after the break. But, you know, I, I see Todd also kind of, you know, kind of starting to ratchet things up with this group as well. Um, and, you know, we'll, 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 we will see what the tomorrow brings uh, because, you know, it, I, I think in a sense uh, this will be not only just an emotional game, but a bit of a measuring stick game as well with the Oilers playing as well as they are right now. Eric Stevens with us on Sports 1440. So we know full well what Cam Talbot did here and had a, had a great playoff run, uh, you know, six years ago. So what, how, how much has he impressed you with his play uh, coming on this season with the Kings? 
I, I think he's been very impressive. Um, you know, again, they were really just looking to have someone that can be steady in net. They, they didn't need a Vezina winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- th- this team can win with capable goaltending. They did it last year when Phoenix Copley sort of had to come in. You know, I, I consider it sort of a season-saving mission um, that he came in when he did. He didn't put up, uh, you know, uh, astronomical numbers by any means, but, you know, he gave them steady goaltending that, at the time, Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson weren't giving them. Now, obviously, it switches over to this year. They, you know, they needed to make, uh, you know, uh, you know, a bit of a change, but um, with all their money really committed elsewhere, um, they needed to just lean on, uh, you know, a veteran that could come in, uh, you know, at, at a low price point. And given Cam, uh, you know, with his history with Todd, obviously, the, you know, dating back to, uh, you know, his fine days in Edmonton, uh, you know, where really he had, you know, his peak season. Uh, you know, this seemed to be, uh, you know, a, a, an optimal match for both. And I think what's been key, particularly with, for Cam, is, is that, one, he's, he's stayed healthy. Uh, he dealt with injuries in, the, in Ottawa last year. Uh, so he's been healthy. And with the Kings system, they're being very, you know, they're so, their system is so stingy in itself. All Cam really has to do is, for the most part, make that first save because the Kings will clear out rebounds, uh, you know, in front. And, and to this point, uh, for the most part, he has made that first save. Mm-hmm. Eric Stevens with us uh, from The Athletic on Sports 1440. So you've covered Andre Kopitar for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he just he just keeps bringing it. Uh, you know, year after year, he's getting a little longer in the tooth. But uh, if you were to, I guess, rank him all-time, is he just is he a number two all-time king, number one? Where, where do you see him slotting in there? Boy, you know what? I tell you, that it, it, it's a great question. Uh, because, and, and it's a question then that, uh, that, that's been posed among the fan base as well. You know, he, he certainly deserves to be up on that King's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's for certain. Okay. So he's got a place, uh, up there. Um, so, you know, you got Marcel Dion, um, you know, you got Wayne Gretzky, obviously, um, although I think to define him is, 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 is he's probably the most important player to play for the franchise. Mm-hmm. But as far as best players to play for the Kings, I, when you consider all the years that he's played for them and the amazing consistency that he's shown over that time, and then you put in those two Stanley Cups, yeah. Um, you know, with that, and the fact that right now he's still playing like like the player of a decade ago. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think he should factor into the Selkie conversation again. Uh, he's playing at a point, you know, point per game at age 36. I, it, it's hard to argue against Andre being the best king ever. And again, <laughs> there are arguments and different differing arguments for some of the greatest players in their history. But for his consistency and the high level that he's played at for so long, again, he's a tough argue against. Uh, You know what? Remember last year, I think uh, Stoll, Jared Stoll sent a a post out 
after Kopitar wasn't nominated for, wasn't one of the finalists for the for the Selkie, and he said, like, come on, you guys out east, stay up and watch a game, you know, for Pete's sake kind of thing. I don't know if you remember that, but that's kind of how... I do, you know what, yeah. I do remember that, you know, and, and it, here's the thing, it, the comparable, obviously now he just retired, but Patrice Bergeron, yeah. it, it, that, he, he's almost the Western comparable to, you know, to him. Um, you know, sl- slightly different players in some ways for whatsoever, but, I, I, you know, he, he's the Western comparable to P- Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Eric Stevens with us on Sports 1440. What's it like, I guess, covering a guy like Trevor Moore, who is, I guess you could call a local guy, being a California player, um, has he, uh, I'm raising awareness is the wrong terminology because hockey is obviously very popular in California, but to have a, a local homegrown guy off to such a fantastic start, can you just sort of just relate what that's like for, you know, LA, the state, Thousand Oaks, things like that? Yeah, you know what? Here's what I think. Uh, think of that. You know, you know, for one, uh, California is is starting to produce, um, you know, produce many, many more. You know, not only just hockey players, but now who who are who are playing and rising through the ranks and who are reaching the NFL. I mean, NFL, NHL. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and. Uh, you know, but the one the one area I would say you know that that I could you know think really raise the awareness of ho- of hockey in California is for a native born and trained whatsoever to become a star to be you know to be, if not be, be a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the final frontier. You know, it it, it it's funny when you you know bring up Trevor Moore. Uh, you know, for a while, uh, it, it became a running joke uh, that anytime he scored or did anything whatsoever, Thousand Oaks native was attached to the front of his name. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, it, it, but but he's all you know. He's an example of what has really transpired. You know, in terms of the growth of the of the grassroots programs here. Um, you know, of the of the training of, of the high level of you know coaches, the former players who have resided, uh, you know, here in Southern California, um, and are part of you know, say the Junior Kings or the Junior Ducks programs, even the Junior Sharks, um, you know, up north, um, you're now seeing starting to see really the fruition, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of that, and and several more, you know, is is you know really becoming one shining example, especially now that. He's having what looks like to be a a career season. Eric Stevens with us uh, from The Athletic on Sports 1440, covers the Kings and also the Ducks uh, in SoCal. Uh, when we, One of the first times we met, uh, Eric, if, if you remember, you helped me out and I helped you out on a little bit of a story. We had uh, the young boy with cancer here that wanted to meet uh, Saku Koivu with the Ducks, and that's probably right. well, that's a, well, probably a dozen years ago, I think, or so. Now that a you little think bit. <laughs> it goes back a ways, but you kind of helped me out with... Uh, with with the, you know things with the the comms department and then you kind of got that story and it was it was a, you remember the kid came out where they had the stick and everything and, and Saku signed yeah. it and and I, I always remember that when when I when I see your name and and see your stuff so um, just with the Ducks a little bit of a transition period uh, what do you make of uh, what's been going on in Anaheim and where do you see things heading there. Well, I, you know, I would say that where, where Anaheim is at right now is, is that, you know, they're taking the initial steps um, in their rebuild. Um, 
or, you know, well, I wouldn't say that they're out of it. They're, they're not out of it by, you know, by any means. In fact, Pat Verbeek, uh, the GM, you know, he, he's been on record as, as saying that um, it's going to be at least two more years, mm-hmm. um, you know, before, say, they're, they're really ready to uh, contend for a playoff spot or whatsoever. But I think what you're seeing is, is that um, they are forming the nucleus, the, the young nucleus, you know, of what will be, their core, what, what, will, what will be their next core. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they've, got, they've got some young talent that's not only on the roster, but that's coming as well. And, and you, you talk about Mason McTavish. He's taken a step forward here. Uh, I think he had three assists the other night in, the, in their win over Vegas. Um, he's certainly taken a step forward, and I see him having, eventually having a leadership role. Uh, you know, on this club and, you know, in terms of being part of that core. They obviously just got uh, Trevor Zegers and, and Jamie Drysdale back. Um, their first half have been kind of wrecked because of injury uh, whatsoever, but they've come back in the last two or three games and have already shown to be impact players, uh, the impact players that, that they're going to need, you know, for them going forward. But it really, you know, it, it, it extends to, um, like I said, the players that are coming. Leo Carlson, he's hurt now, obviously, um, with, you know, suffered a knee injury, which is really disappointing. But because uh, I think he's already shown at, at at now he's 19 years of age, but he's already shown to be someone that could be a franchise center uh, for this club. And then when you look at also the defense the, that is coming, uh, uh, that's not quite there, but will be there soon. Um, a Tristan Luneau, who just dabbed his toe, it, 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 you know, and unfortunately he's going to not not be with Team Canada because of the illness that he suffered. But it would have been great to see, uh, you know, fans, especially uh, you know up north, to you know see him on that stage at the World Juniors. Uh, uh, Olin Zellweger, Tavu uh, Metnyakov, who's already playing with them now, and I think he's having an impressive rookie season. They're starting to really formulate what's going to be the next core that's going to drive this team, say, over the next five to six years. Um, Leo Carlson just went on injured reserve, so is he going to be out for a long, long time, you think? Well, he's going to be out for a while, but uh, fortunately not as long as what was originally feared. It looks like he's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, He's got an MCL sprain, uh, but it's a sprain, and he's avoiding surgery, and that's always key in in any scenario because um, if you look or, you know, if anyone that saw the initial uh, injury when McKenzie Weger, you know, fell onto his knee and his knee buckled whatsoever, you know, there were some initial fears that he could have been out for the season, whether it was, you know, some sort of ligament tear, ACL, and you know, whatsoever. But he was able to avoid that, um, and it looks like that he will, you know, he, he should be back. I would imagine that he should be back uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, and again, uh, he, he's, he's a wonderfully talented, you know, uh, you know playmaker with great size, um, and and I think he's got hockey sense, uh, you know, the, really through the roof. Uh, he he seems to already play like um, someone well beyond his age. What about um, John Gibson, uh, Eric? We've heard rumblings. We hear this and that with uh, his situation. He does have the no movement trade uh, modified, but he's got four more years, uh, including this year at six point four. Uh, what, what do you think they're going to do with him? 
you know, I, I, I tell you what, uh, he, he really is an interesting case because you mentioned the contract, and certainly that can be an obstacle obstacle for you know teams, especially if Anaheim. And to this point, I, I don't get the sense that they want to retain salary, uh, you know, for him now. Now, if they're if they're really looking to move him, that's certainly an option that can help mm-hmm. um, drive a trade. But I I don't think that Pat is in any kind of rush to you know to trade him. I I, I don't you know he's not going to give him away. John Gibson is not going to be given away. And I think you when you what you've seen this year. For those who have paid attention, yes, he, his numbers have been on the decline. He's also been behind, you know, a, a, a team that was on a downslide, that, that was in, in need of a clear rebuild. He played maybe behind the worst defense last year of, of the salary cap era. Well, he's now, you know, he now has a saver pit percentage back above 900. In fact, he's at 908. And I think in this era with higher scoring, I think that's certainly, uh, you know, a little bit more impressive um, when you dig deeper into his numbers. I think he's had a response year. Um, and again, I don't think that Pat's going to give him away uh, because he's got him locked down, you know, uh, uh, you know, for, for you know that long, you know length of time. I mean, unless John were to really demand a trade uh, or go to him to say, you know, please, I, you know, I need to, you know, please move me to a contender right now. When we get, I want to be uh, part of a playoff team right now. You know, unless he's willing to do that to really, you know, force Pat's hand. I, I don't see where there's, you know, maybe you know going to be, you know, a separation right away. I, I, I think Pat going to need to be sort of blown away by some sort of offer to really want to really want to move them at this stage hey eric thanks so much for your time uh, this morning what's on the go do you go to the la game tomorrow and then sunday how's, how's your schedule work this weekend <laughs> you know what i think i could be i, I think i be, could be hitting both of them i'm oh. certainly going to be going to tomorrow's game that yeah. should be a big one well and then uh, new year's right around the corner any plans or what's going on we we usually have a, a, a real nice dinner, uh, for, you know, with the with the family here. So everyone's together. I I think I may maybe see some uh, see, see some good steak and some lobster uh, <laughs> on the menu. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Happy New Year to you and your family. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll chat in the New Year. Thanks, Eric. Great chat again, Kevin. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, all right, that's Eric Stevens from The Athletic. Covers uh, both the Ducks and the, uh, well, the Sharks too, I guess, a little bit. And uh, the LA Kings. Uh, and our headliner of the day for Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. We are back to wrap up the final segment, the final show of 2023. And we'll be talking about the Duke's New Year's Eve prowess festivities. Maybe he doesn't make it in on Tuesday. Who knows? That's coming up right after the break on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Ah, that's just great to close out the season, close out the year, close out the week with a little Sonny James from Slapshot. You betcha. Uh, text coming in. This is from Atif. This is, there's a whole bunch of uh, things going on here. Uh, here's one of them. Would you trade Campbell, Jack Campbell, to the, to the Ducks for John Gibson? Well, there's one thing I have to say about that. Anyways, I was lying in the puddle. I, I think I may have found a way for us to get Bonds and Griffey, and we wouldn't have to give up that much. Well, don't tell it to me, George. Tell it to the new assistant to the general manager. 
We always put that one on. I love it that you got it right in the hopper. Um, then there was a, like a, a couple of questions that he had here about the 1994 Montreal Expos. Uh, would they have won the World Series, I think, if there was not a strike? I think they had a very good chance. Larry Walker, Marquise Grissom, man, uh, Pedro Martinez, they had a good team. Good team. Arnie is sending something to the Dukes group here. Probably... Uh, what's this about uh, Duke? Uh, splash of two wild turkey with the Dukes group at Sunday pits on the Eagles nest. Is that is that a pregame smash for you guys or what? Is that have this well, is before looks your like game? Army, son? Looks like Army's you, coming in from Hinton. Uh, okay. that, uh, from the what the message says. So are you playing Sunday night for the uh, Tropicana Saturday? Oh. Uh, Saturday six thirty primetime game. I'll be go home, hmm. have my uh, ham. Dinner. We had turkey on Monday, so we're going to have ham on Saturday here uh, mm. and all the fixins. Let that digest. Hopefully, uh, the post supper kind of hang around lasts long enough. I won't have to jump outside and try and build some more fence mm. before hopping back in the pickup, racing to the Terwilliger Rec Center for um, the Tropics game, last one of the season. <laughs> but uh, what I think Army's leaning, this is a uh, reference to uh, Marmot. Splash oh. or two of wild turkey. Okay. And Sun Pits on Eagle's Nest, uh, Eagle Chair. So, uh, From Wardo, Morning Cake and Duker. Here's this baby duck story. My buddy's sister was having a party. We had no money. Split a magnum of baby duck. A magnum. Uh, thought buying the most and cheapest booze would be smart. I think it was like seven bucks. Don't know how much of that baby duck magnum I drank, but it was not good. I'm sure more came back out than went in. I can still smell it. Whenever it's even mentioned, and haven't touched it since forty-eight years later. <laughs> so he's uh, this is Wardo saying he did it. I think nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, I you know there is the baby duck story again, and strawberry angel. This is a good good little comparison there. So I think you got to look for strawberry angel. Uh, well, I guess I have Sunday. to try it. See if it's uh, see if it's possibly in the mix. But like I said, man, the the bambino. It costs the exact same as Baby Duck and is infinitely better. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the same nice, uh, nice shiny uh, gold foil uh, wrapper on the top. You peel that off. Take the the metal wiring off the. Ca- oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah and, the and, and, a, and a nice uh, elegant label on the Spumante Bambino. Quick sidebar story. Whenever we uh, you talk about that wire, uh, years and years ago, we used to play. I think I mentioned this story once before with Brian Hall. Brian Hall came into the ITV studios back in the day, 1998. You'll like this story. 1998, and we were playing 6.30 Ched in the Wick Cup, it was called. Westcom, whatever, da-da-da-da-da. Teams from Vancouver, Red Deer, Calgary all came up. So we were, we were playing them in the final, and uh, Halsey came on on Monday nights, as he usually did on sports night. We had the, a half-hour show, Duke. Do you ever remember that? A half-hour sports show in town. Do you remember it, sports it, night? Well, no, that predates my time in Edmonton. And yeah, when I when I was well, a kid, in Delburn, you would have got it on ITV. When I was a kid, we had RDTV. Yes, the, okay. The station under Red Deer, there. but I I didn't watch watch a lot of that. Come on, Duke, pay attention. There's a quiz later. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Halsey came on and he started. We were talking about winning this Wick Cup tournament, and I took the 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 wiring off the champagne bottle because I had, we had the trophy there and I was going to make Halsey drink out of this cup. And he started going, blah, 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 you know, he gets going and blah, blah, blah. and I, I had the bottle and, and for some reason, uh, you know, the wire was off and he starts yakking 
and the cork went off and it just missed the tip of his nose and went through his hair. You know, he has that nice, the, the swirl part thing that he has going, Halsey. And it hits the lights in the studio and everything goes kind of dark for a second and whatever. Uh, but that was, that's a long time ago. Uh, Kevlar. <laughs> the high school girls out in Westlock used to have baby duck Fridays. Nothing good came out of it. That I believe. Oh, man. I believe that very easily. I just don't know. Like, that, the Wardle with a half a Magnum. That's, how many bottles in a Magnum? Three? I think just two. Really? It, the Because it's so much of it is glass, right? It mm. looks bigger than it actually holds. Um, but yeah, I, ha- I had a bottle, a Magnum of uh, Bambino for Christmas Eve at uh, my buddy's uh, place in Delburn, huh. where I, after we are uh, wrapped up uh, chores for the evening, went in there yeah. to enjoy a little gift exchange, some drinks, some cards, hmm. some uh, tapas. Tapas, yeah. So, okay, Duke, you got uh, Fantasy Frenzy coming up. Then you're still hanging around here from 12 to 2 because you got to get ready for Gregor's show because he's off again. Correct. So, again, you're working. Connor's working. You're working. I'm working. Low tide's off. Gregor's off. Declan's off. Yes. So, like a... A whole week off for them. But we got a great, uh, a great fill-in crew. Marty oh, yeah. Stevens. Yeah, there's Slats. no denying that. I think they called themselves the ECHL call-ups. Like they, they these are, coast leaguers, eh? They're uh, they're relating themselves to basically what uh, Magnus Krona uh, came out to <laughs> last night. Magnus, yes. Uh, there was a text way earlier came out of Pittsburgh that uh, yes, a Puliyarvi is skating in a yellow practice jersey today in Pittsburgh. That comes from Seth Rohrbaugh. Uh, Seth says, I believe this is his first practice since December 10th. I just don't think this guy finds a way back to the NHL. Yeah. Ah, Derek Ryan's birthday today. Did you know that? I didn't. Should I write that down for the quiz? Write it down for the quiz. Uh, Derek Ryan. This is from Big Stoffy. Uh, didn't break into the NHL till 29. Former Alberta Golden Bear has now played the most NHL games played than any former Alberta Golden Bear. Do you know who it was? Uh, the Oiler. Yeah, come on, come on, Duke. That well, was, there was a few. Corey Cross also played. Yes. Yeah. Um, that wasn't Doctor Doctor Greg. Yes, was it? Doctor Randy Greg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Even Jerry whispered it out here. Yeah. yeah. Well. I definitely didn't hear that now with these uh, earmuffs on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty, you know, when you think about all the Golden Bears that have gone on and played, you know, pro or whatever, even a lot of them go to Europe, right? Yes. And that's where Derek Ryan started. That's the, most, uh, the biggest landing spot for those that still mm-hmm. want to uh, play professional hockey. Golden Bears are having uh, a little exhibition game tonight, if I'm correct, at the Claire Drake Arena. With uh, the Griffins, I yep. think. Yeah. So that we've got, I think the Pandas are playing the Griffins at Downtown Community Arena. So lots of going on. We've got the volleyball going on at Sable Center. Yeah, that, I think that's a kind of unique one because you mm-hmm. get to see teams that you don't see otherwise, right? Obviously, they're playing uh, University of Quebec um, in Montreal tonight. Uh, McMaster's is there out of Ontario. Uh, and then, of course, Calgary as well, who the Bears or Pandas, pardon me, played last night. So I think that's a if, if somebody's looking for mm-hmm. something to do on a Friday night, that would maybe be my best recommendation. You wouldn't go to Claire Drake and watch well, little... We can go to the. It's a non-conference game. I get it, but you know, we see, you, we see the Griffins every a uh, couple times a year, and uh, I mean, hey, their record's far from sparkling. Um, <laughs> I think it might be a little more entertaining to go check out uh, 
a Quebec, uh, Quebec, Alberta matchup at seven the o'clock. Yeah. Correct, and, then, and there is a game before that, mm-hmm. uh, McMaster versus Calgary. So, and McMaster and the Pandas play tomorrow at four o'clock. Uh, World Junior coming up in forty minutes. Canada versus Sweden. The real bullets start flying now after ten uh, nothing shellacking of Latvia, and really the Finland game eh, it was ho hum as well. Also tonight, uh, Oil Kings are in Vancouver to take on the Giants. The Oil Kings with a big win in Prince George to kick off this Western road trip. San Jose Barracuda in Bakersfield uh, to take on Olivier Rodrigue and the Condors. And again, we've had a lot of comments about that today again. Whatever, again, the word, it's the wrong word experiment with Jack Campbell down there. He's just not finding his way. It's just that simple. So you can't stunt uh, another player's development in the minor leagues like an Olivier Rodrigue to try to get someone's game back on track. You tried it for a couple of weeks. didn't work. It worked maybe for a couple games. Uh, Campbell fell back to his ways prior to his little run where he was okay. But again, this is just Baco. It's uh, Olivier Rodrigue's net now for the time being to see exactly where his development goes remains to be seen. We did talk about the fact that he's only like 160 pounds. That's that's a, maybe a bit of a concern, although there are goaltenders, there are some smaller goaltenders. Everyone talks about UC Saris. Everyone talks about some certain other goaltenders in the NHL that aren't of the Stu Skinner uh, lineage. So, you know, it's not... To, it, you can still it's it can still happen, but he needs still a lot of development uh, down on the farm. Well, we had another great show, Duke. Another great, and so four months in the books. This was show number eighty today. Does, five- that, does that include Wednesday's best of show? No. Wow. No. Uh, so I'm that sorry. those those four hours I logged that morning and the countless count. hours trimming up the interviews, getting everything cut together. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. Just like you, Gregor can't say that he's been on for 80, 80 <laughs> shows. You can't. That's you just can't do that. We'll talk about that, Duke. We'll talk about that. I was surprised you didn't phone me on Wednesday just for a quick little hit. Uh, it was against the rules. In fact, oh. Connor, Connor, and I went live for for Fancy Frenzy. I think that was against the rules too. Was it really? But we did. Well, oh. I don't know. Who's who's going to tell on us? Uh, We're the only ones here. Exactly. We want to thank Connor Halley for coming on uh, and basically filling in for uh, our normal Friday co-host, and that's Eddie Steele. Uh, Connor Halley was brought to you today by Bonton Bakery. From your daily bread to a celebration cake, Bonton has that and everything in between for all your baked good needs. Uh, thanks to Mark Spector. For, hey, Speck had almost perfect attendance up until, and I guess. So yeah, Speck's got what seventy nine shows. Yeah, well, but no, he came on though. He came on at oh, eight. Oh, that's four, true. Right? Yeah, he just was a little late. Frank is the only one that has had perfect attendance. Having said that, Speck is every day. Yeah, Speck is every day. Yeah. yeah. And you got to give him credit. And th- there was there was one day that Speck let us know he would not be available. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's an excused absence, I guess, yeah. right? He's four stars out of five. 
Four, four point eight. How about when he went out west and we, we, we and didn't then we're say. like, hey, Spec, still come on at eight o'clock every day. So he's even though you've been, you've, been, you've been up until uh, midnight watching these West Coast games, but we still want you on at seven o'clock yeah. uh, Pacific so time. Then we, when we said, and I saw him at the game, hey, what are the chances? He says, of maybe bumping that. If I go out west again, can we bump her back to about nine? I said, yeah, of course we can, Spec. I said, why didn't you ask for this? He said, oh, I didn't know he could. Didn't know we're, he could. We're, we're very accommodating yeah. here. Carolyn O'Dwyer, Pandas Volleyball Head Coach, uh, Adam Burke from Vizen Primetime, and uh, Eric Stevens from The Athletic, our guest today. We are back, I guess, Tuesday on January 2nd. I would imagine Grant Fuhr will be back with us that day. We'll have to make sure on that. Guys uh, in and out over the Christmas season. Can't thank our viewers or our listeners enough for being with us for four months, 80 shows. Uh, really appreciate your interaction, all the texts that come in. And yeah, you know, a couple of Gord Oil and Mikey here, I give you the gears a little bit and you give me the gears. That's all part of it. We really enjoy you letting us be a part of your morning every day here, 7 to 11 on Sports 40, 1440. Coming up, top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy with... The former Rochep T Bird. Connor Alley and the Duke of Delburn at 12 o'clock. It is the lowdown, but not with low tide, with uh, Marty Stevens and Slats, Brad Slater. And then at 2 o'clock, it will be the Jason Greger show without Jason Greger missing his second straight day with uh, Connor Alley and the Duke. Uh, uh, again, thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Have a wonderful uh, weekend. Happy New Year to everybody and all our listeners. And uh, we will see you back here on Tuesday. Up next, here is uh, the Duke with a Sports 1440 update. Have a great weekend, wonderful holiday, and Happy New Year to you.